Good evening. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. I want to, got several things I'd like to share. I'm going to try to touch on some different things the Lord's been speaking to me about, if that's okay. Um, lately, the Lord's been really changing my mind um, in a good way. Um, the way he's speaking to me is different. Um, how many of you guys know have your own little formula that you know when God speaks, it's like that was the Lord because it's always kind of when God speaks, that's, this thing happens in me and I can feel him and, you know, there's a stirring and things of that nature. How many of you guys been there? And you just know that's the Lord. He's cutting all that off on me um, because he's trying to take me to, I would say, a more mature way of thinking. And uh, the way the Lord is speaking to me lately has been completely different than he has been. And I'm having to allow him to rewire me because what I thought was with the way the Lord would speak to me, I'm not getting those feelings anymore. I'm not getting, wow, that's the Lord, you know, because this happened and there's certain things, you know, my hands turned red or I feel a presence around me or a, a feeling in my spirit, you know, that I'm stirred up. It's like flatlined, you know. And uh, when you're when you're used to walking with the Lord a certain way and you're kind of expecting him to speak to you in a certain way and it and he now starts to change on you it's kind of like a color change you know he starts to change your your brain kind of goes uh and then that religious spirit sometimes will try to tell you you know well you know you've kind of missed him you know what window did I leave open in my life oh come on and uh, you know and then you start freaking out a little bit and then you go get prayer and intercessories and see if somebody can pull out a demon or you know or come on you're right it's true hey pal but um, and um, and I've walked with the Lord a, a pretty good while and uh, and so the older you get and the, the way he speaks to you, you kind of get in a rut. And when he, he sees you in a rut, he starts walking in a different way. And so it makes you start thinking, well, maybe what I'm in is not bad, but where he's wanting to go is a lot better than this. And so I've got to somehow be able to step around the landmines of shame, rejection, and all that stuff that will try to keep me in that one place. And I've got to change and start walking with him in this different place. And it's a place of dead trust with Jesus. It's just trust. And I don't know if you've ever been in a place of dead trust. Dead trust can be flatlined for a while. And right now, the body of Christ in certain areas, in certain places... You know, a lot of people are in this lull stage. You know, there's nothing going on. It's like a seed being planted in the ground. You know, I mean, if, if I was God, I would have made it grow fast. 
right? If I was God, if I planted seed in the earth, I would have made it grow fast because I'm God. So be a tree and it, and it pops out. But God's not like that. He allows, he plants seed and then he is patient to enjoy watching its growth. But humanity can't stand that. It wants to pop out quickly. You know, there's got to be a faster way, you know, to get this thing going. And God's not like that. He doesn't do it in the process that we do it. But, man, how many times you try to throw miracle grow on your destiny? You know, and you, and you, and you basically burn up the whole field, you know, because you put too much fertilizer on it. You know, and, and before you know it, you're lost. We're kind of at that place. He's planted us in certain places, and the seed grows without you seeing it underground. You know, there's things that are going on underneath the, that ground, but you can't see it. But there's a lot of things going on. You can't feel it. There's no structure, it seems like. But underneath, there's roots growing, and there's a death involved, and it starts to break out of the seed. But you still can't see it yet right? And right now it looks like, and it feels like we're in a lull stage, but that's a God stage. Your seed is about to start bursting open, but you've been, you feel like you've been dead in Christ, you know, and you you, you just make all these crazy spiritual stuff, excuses, and then you try to press into the kingdom and you try to try to quote scripture, you know, the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take it by force and you beat yourself to death because you just feel like it's, you know, something's got to happen and the, the more you do it, there's nothing, right? But there is something going on. It's, it means God is changing the way that we walk and he's about to start giving us understanding of how he really structures life for us how it actually works. And we're going to start waking up to things that we thought was the enemy or even thought that was bad. And you're going to start looking back and you're going to go, oh my gosh, that was the Lord standing right there in front of me. And I slapped him 12 times thinking it was Satan. Are you with me? Uh, take for instance, I mean, this has been happening to us just um, lately. Just God's just been giving all this revelation about who he is, how he structures life and and we were sitting with a, a wonderful couple, and this lady had gone through a lot of stuff in her life. And uh, they'd come, called us, and wanted to spend some time with us and needed some counseling, you know. Anytime you're going to counsel with me, man, I, you just forget it. I'm not formulated. You know, I just wait on the Lord. And, and sometimes the Lord would give me a one-liner, and then, you know, it just explodes. God just explodes. And... Um, and it's just always worked that way, you know, and with me. And, and they came for counseling, and, and this lady had gone through a lot of stuff. And, and her husband had gone through it with her, and they both had gone through all these things to, that were traumatic in life. And uh, one, she started to talk, and she goes, you know, one of the problems, one of the things that's really bothered me since this incident in my life is that, uh, you know, my, my dream life is shut down. And you know, I have no more dreams, and I, I can't discern anymore. Now my discernment is now kicked into, you know, paranoia, or you know, and, and all these things, it's just God's not speaking. And I went, <laughs> and just, you know, just busted out laughing. And, you know, and she just kind of looked at me, you know, very politely. And, 
And I said, man, that is so not God. You know, that's, that's not the Lord, you know. I said, that comes from a, you know, well, I, I said this to myself because I know where all this stuff comes from. It comes from an old preaching thing, that, that whole thing where God, you know, the presence of God left Jesus, you know, at the cross. You know, the ghost left him and, you know, and that's what you know, happened. That never happened. It was Jesus, you know, Jesus became sin. And so when sin, when, when sin is in your life, it cuts off your awareness that the Father's actually there. You know, Papa never left him. But, but that kind of religious thing gets in our, our structure of the way we see God. And so uh, she's thinking that God left her because something she's done in her life has capped that off. Right? But I don't see that in Scripture. I'm, I, Jesus visited sinners. He talked to them. Sinners heard God more than people that that were self-righteous. I mean, righteous. Right? And I said, oh, that's hilarious. She goes, well, what do you mean by that? I said, that is, that's not true. I said, what's happened in your life is that since this trauma, you've gotten healed in these areas, and you've done really well, but in this one area, you think God's this way. And I said, and here's what's really God has done. The last couple of years is the reason God is quiet. He's like a friend. He has gotten quiet and has held you and walked with you, not saying a word to give you time to actually heal. Because if he was to start speaking in your life and say, you got to do this, you got to fulfill this destiny, you got to go over there and raise the dead, and you know, uh, that wouldn't be God. If he sees you bleeding, he's going to not, he's not like, you know, religious, you know, like we are. It's, he wants to actually hold you. He's been holding you this whole time, being quiet so that you can actually get healed. If he was to start speaking to you about stuff you need to do in life, that wouldn't be the Lord. So he's actually been sitting there as a friend, just basically giving you space like a good friend so that you can have the time to get healed. And there was a paradigm shift. It was like, and she goes, I get that, but I've got to get it really deep down. And I said, it's okay. Because you, you, you've not seen that this is, a part of God's kindness. He, he really does sympathize with you. He really does feel you. But you're in formulation mode in this certain area about God, and you think there's got to be some type of event or something to happen, and then you're back on track, you know? But that's not the way the Lord is. He's not about creating events so that you can be okay. He's a real person. He wants to be with you. And it shifted her to where she could start singing. And then, the, of course, the lights went on. You know, she said, that, well, well, you, you just brought up something. Of course, I didn't bring up anything. The Holy Ghost was moving. And, and uh, she goes, I just got a flash. My dad used to punish us by being quiet. So if you do, didn't do things right, you know, my dad would go in this quiet zone, and that would be type of your punishment. But you wanted, your, you know, the love of the Father to be there, but he'd just go quiet and punish you. I said, well, there you have it. See, I, I, I think we're about to get delivered of a lot of things 
that were pressed on us, maybe, maybe from childhood, but maybe mostly by the spirit of this world that has structured God in such a way that we've missed a lot of him when he's come in different forms and come in different ways. And sometimes I, I, I found myself sometimes I look back and I've rebuked some things that God stepped into my life with, and I look back and I go, what in the world was I thinking? And the Lord would just say, well, you thought that that was this because you were trained this way. And so you pushed it aside thinking it wasn't me. Does this make sense? I remember not hearing God for a, a, a whole year. And about eight months in it, I was about to cough up a demon. I mean, I mean, I was frustrated. And, and I thought, man, I had, I had done 12 Hail Marys, you name it. I mean, I tried everything to repent of everything that I could. And there was nothing going on. I finally asked him. I said, okay, I was driving in the car. I said, okay, why aren't you speaking to me? What have I done? He said, oh, I've just been hanging out and enjoying your company. This old boy pulled over the side of the road and had a little boo-hoo cry. So that meant if God wasn't talking, he was enjoying me. Oh, y'all didn't get that one. Anybody religious getting free. So, I mean, because I had a formula. I had, an, I had a certain ways that things structured, and that was God. But now God was actually speaking by being silent. <laughs> okay, I won't go deep. Let's, let's go to Scripture then since that ain't working. I want you to turn to John 5. I want you to turn to John 5, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible because uh, it just is. And I want to go here. I want to go uh, to, because, I, I, want, because I, I feel like it's my job to kind of give a, a prophetic word, but it's my job to kind of give a prophetic warning you know, as well. In other words, try to tell you what's coming so that when you do start manifesting strongholds, you'll remember. Because God's coming. Jesus is coming. Events are out. Events are fading, and now a person's coming. You understand what I'm saying? And, uh, and I don't know about you. We're, and Yes, I do know about you. We're all formulated thinking. We all like to put things in a box. It's true, right? I mean, we like boxes. Y'all here? Yeah, we like boxes. I mean, even when you get a prophetic word and a vision from God, you already have the plan of how it's going to turn out. That means you've, you've been demonized in a certain way to think formulation. Oh, you ain't getting it. Do you get what I'm saying? Listen, there are so many times where God has told me to do something and I already got the vision for it. And then when you go to do the vision, it's not working. And then you go, well, I just missed the timing. No, no you didn't miss the timing. You just did it your way. Right? Like, for instance, we were talking about this... Um, Earlier tonight, uh, well, he, he mentioned a story. Somebody mentioned a story. And the story goes like this. I'm driving up from I-95 years ago, and I'm just in the presence of Jesus, you know. I mean, y'all ever been in the presence of Jesus? You make a bunch of promises you don't keep, you know. 
And so you, you, you just make all these promises, and man, I'm just glorifying Jesus. And, you know, and, and all of a sudden, the Lord speaks, and this presence is in my car, and the Lord speaks. He goes, hey, a mile down the road, there's going to be a rest area, and I want you to pull off. I want you to pull into that rest area. And I was like, oh, yes, and you know, y'all know how it goes, right? We all have our certain manifestations, you know. I was like, oh, yes, hallelujah, you know, I was... That was back when I was really bad, you know, and I, and I just started praising the Lord, and I, and I watched my odometer to see if it was actually a mile, and when I got to the sign pulling off, it hit mile, and I thought, man, this is right on, you know, praise God, and I suddenly had this vision, I thought vision, come on, I had this vision that, man, when I get out of the car, I'm going to be like one of the old generals. And when I step out, I'll just wave my hand, you know, and all of the rest area will fall out. I actually saw myself doing that. You ever seen yourself do that? Oh, come on. You ever done that? You, ever, or you come into a meeting, right? You come to the meeting, you see yourself doing something. Man, when you try it, it just flatlines, you know. You know, it don't work out that way. But, man, you just thought you had a vision. You know, yeah, that's a vision of witchcraft reformulation through your mind the way it's been trained, right? Because any, t- oh, God, you, uh, we ain't gonna, see what happens, oh, God, so what happens, oh, Lord, see what happens is the carnal mind is at enmity with God. So when God speaks, it will suddenly try to control the way God is supposed to do it, and it will send you a false vision. Immediately. Jesus is hungry. Satan throws a vision and a word in his brain. And he gets it. He sees the stone turning into bread. And man, it is feeling like God. It is his father, blah, blah, blah. No. He knows it's his carnal mind wanting food. And it tries to send a vision that it's God, but it's not at all. Are you with me? Because the most demonic thing is your carnal mind. It's carnality. It's fleshly. That's the thing that Satan eats from. It's dusty. And so I get this vision from the Holy Ghost. You know? And I'm thinking, I'm going to get out, and man, everybody's going to hit the ground, right? And we're going to have a salvation service. You know? And everybody's going to come to the car, and man, I'm just going to give it, you know, Come on. I'm thinking event. As soon as God speaks, I'm thinking big event. Right? Now, the anointing is there, and so I'm thinking that the event and this vision I'm getting is, is right on because the anointing is there, because God's there. But God's so, I love him. He's like a daddy, you know, trying to teach you to ride a bike. You're going to do it so bad, but his presence is still going to be there. Right? And so I'm going to drive up and I pull up into my, you know, into this slot. And it just so happens everybody, it seems like everybody and their mother's there. The place is packed. And I'm thinking, what do you want to do now, Lord? You know, and of course, I'm already thinking I know what he wants to do, but I'm actually being humble. Right? uh, Come on. Let's cough. Yeah. And so I'm thinking event. It's going to be big, huge. I'm going to be a revivalist. And so I, I, 
I think, and so I go, what do you want to do now, Jesus, you know? And I did, I had that kind of wording too back then. I did. What do you want to do now, Father? You know, and so he said, what I want you to do is I want you to get out of the car, get on your knees on the sidewalk, and I want you to pray with me. I'm like, that wasn't the vision. So now I'm messed up. Because the vision is not matching up with God's will. But I've been trained subconsciously this way. You know, we have. We've been subconsciously trained that it's got to be some kind of big event in order for it to be the Lord. And then I can step into my, you know, or whatever it is. We are subconsciously trained that way, and it's caused us to miss Jesus. It's caused us to actually even ask, okay, what do you want to do? Sometimes when I've, I've thought I've missed it because the event didn't go my way, and I thought, well, I just missed it. And then I walk away with condemnation. But I, didn't, I never asked him, okay, I missed the vision part. What do you want to do? I never thought to ask him. But this time I just, I don't know why I know it's the Lord who's trying to teach me something. I asked him. And then when he, I asked him, he told me to get out on the sidewalk. I mean, I thought, well, I ain't going to tell you what I thought. It, it was a bad word. And, and, and I thought, man, I, I got to get out there and, you know, and do it different. There's not going to be waving my hands. And so now I've, I feel like I have fallen from heaven. Because there's no poor presence there. Or is there? See there? Y'all better be writing some notes down because this is about to come. It, there was presence, but it, it was in his will, not mine. So I had to kind of shift and change the way that he wants to walk and change the way that he wants to do things. And for a while, I was in this fearful stage. Oh, could this really be the Lord? I wonder if it's God. Because it's not matching up with my event. And so now my flesh is crawling. And the reason the flesh is crawling is because it's, about, it's getting delivered because God's doing it differently. And so when your flesh starts crawling, you're thinking, well, this is, the presence is not here. I just don't feel it. The grace of God is not here. You know? And your flesh starts crawling. But that is the movement. Because your flesh is dying. Because for a long time, we have been in the flesh in this certain dimension. Are you with me? And so I'm getting out, you know. I mean, I'm totally embarrassed. I mean, I got polos on. I've got good shoes on. I mean, I'm looking good. And, and I'm thinking, I've got to get out here and be like a Jesus freak and get on the sidewalk in front of all these folks. Okay? So I get out there and 
And I look around to see if there's a space where nobody's watching. And, and so I kneel down real fast. And I go, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. And get in the car. I jump right back in the car. I go, I obey Jesus. Hallelujah. And then he goes, uh-uh-uh. That's literally what he said. He said, uh-uh-uh. Let's get back out here and pray, boy. I'm like, oh, God. My flesh was crawling. Because the vent didn't match up with the person. And I started realizing after, man, a lot of my events weren't even God. Are you with me? So I finally get out there and I get on my knees and I'm not feeling presence. I'm sorry. All I feel is flesh burning. But once I kneel down and then look up, and all I, I knew I had to look up because I knew I was going to have a bunch of people mocking me. And I didn't want I, I, to, I had to just stay looking up in the sky. And I just, I just died and said, okay, what do you want to do? And what do you want to pray? And then the heavens literally opened up. I literally saw a dimension open up. And Jesus was standing at the right hand of the Father. And then my flesh got into alignment with the Spirit. And then I started getting free. Do you get what I'm saying? And then the Lord started talking to the Father, and he looked down at me. He said, now, you, I want you to say right there on that sidewalk, I want you to say whatever I say to him. And if I, whatever I say to him, you say it down there, and it will be done, okay? Wow. I went, oh, okay, okay. And, and people are walking by, but now I can't even see anybody. I'm just seeing what he wants to pray, and then I pray it. But it took me having to repent from my vent thinking. Because my honestly, I've looked in my life on past notes and past things have happened. Event thinking has crippled me. To not be able to enter into some of these deep places with God to really know what it feels like to really walk with Him, die with Him to His will. Because most of the time when God's telling you to do something, you know, your flesh pops up. But then if you really say, Lord, I'm, I'm getting something away. Is this you or is this my flesh? And as soon as you ask Him, He'll say, No, I want you to do it this way. Your flesh kind of starts squealing, but that's the way the Lord walked. Because he was man too. So he had to walk out just like we walked, except he would obey the Spirit. He would have the same type of things that would go on his brain when his father would speak, but he would have to do it differently than what his manhood would say. Listen, if we're actually having this trouble, don't you think Jesus had to walk through it as well? So he can sympathize with us. He knows what it's like to die in this area. Why do you think he did a, a miracle differently? Is it, is, now you've heard that, it, well, he did it differently so we, we, we couldn't put it in a formula. Well, true, but he did it differently because the Father was speaking to him differently in every scenario that was different. And he was dying every time he was doing a miracle. 
Because, oh God, because you can't create miracles without you dying first for God to live through you. Resurrection power comes out of that death and then God comes up in a greater measure and then these huge miracles start to happen. But if, but if we do it through event thinking, it's just gift. But if you start really going after his will, you die to the old event thinking, then you step into that place, a death goes on in you and then there's this resurrection power that starts to flow and then you start going into those levels of real true power. So everything, every time I see Jesus do a miracle, I know he's dying. I mean, how would you, the old way to raise the dead was to lay on them face to face, hand to hand, all your whole body on them. And Jesus goes in, having that mentality been taught from the old way, and Jesus comes in there and says, arise. Lazarus, come on out. You don't realize he's battling the old way of doing it. He's already he's thinking just like we are. He's going there and he's thinking. That thing's thinking, and then Papa's thinking, and he knows he has to go with this realm. So death in him work death works in him so resurrection can work out of him to raise Lazarus. Oh, yeah. It's, well, it's great, but going into this next dimension is a death. Has what we walked through gotten us to this spot? Yes, it's been wonderful. It's great. But that is starting to fade who, to those who are really wanting to go after Jesus and go after his person and be able to be the person of God as he was with the Father. And because we're, we're going we're gonna to have this learning curve, he understands it because we have a high priest now that can sympathize with us because he was tempted on all these points as well, but yet overcame them by the obedience of his Father. And the deeper I've walked in this thing, I realized, my gosh, my will in all this was really sin, wasn't it? I mean, it's either your will or his will. I mean, your will is sin. Right? I mean, those that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. That means they're having to die to follow something. Because if you're being led, that means you're having to die. Because nobody likes to be led. Especially, how'd you like to be led by a carpenter? Think about it. I ain't walking with him. I got my own thing. I'm going down there. To, I'm going to be with a rabbi. Carpenter? You're crazy. So they're thinking event. It should be this way. And they missed Jesus Christ. Okay. We're about to shift. So you, you got to shift. Jesus is a shift changer. 
He is. He's a shift changer. And man, where we're going, we have never been this way before. You know what that means? We're going to manifest. Because if you've never been somewhere before, your control spirit's going to come out. Or you'll try to make whatever you're going, where you're going, try to make it the way you want it to be. And it won't work. Never been this way before. And you're like, oh, yes, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And then he starts to do it, and you're going, I'll be doggone. Right? Okay, let's do it scripturally. John 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. Verse 1. There was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew what? That's right. That's it. Having five porches, and in these lay a great multitude of sick people. Blind, lame, and paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. So you can imagine there's a conference going on, a feast and Sabbath, you know, because it's the Sabbath, right? And so they're having this big conference, you know, and they're celebrating. They don't realize they're celebrating God and Jesus. And, the, and Jesus walks in, don't even go to the conference. So he's not in events anymore. That's old stuff. That's law stuff. We got to, oh, God. Oh, y'all ain't, y'all, y'all ready to get delivered? All right, so, so he's bypassing the event because he is the event. He don't need event. Nobody needs to even create an event. He will be attracted to those that aren't creating them. They just want him. Have y'all ever tried to create an atmosphere? Oh, come on now. You know you have. We've all done it. We'll create the atmosphere. You know, that's event thinking. That has worked. It has worked. It's been great. But we're entering into a place we've never been before. So there'll be times where you'll be home. I'm putting on the worship music. And it's like flatline on a, you know, a machine. And it's nothing. And you're like, what in the world? The presence of God is not here. And, you know, and you're, you're just going to freak out for a little while. Because he's bypassing, not the worship, he's bypassing your formulated thinking. The worship's been fine. It's that we've, we've formulated it. And so he's got to deliver us. We got to start recognizing that he's there already. Then we can worship. Uh, y'all going help me, Jesus. You did it. Man, we could just stop right there. I mean, I can feel him in here. I can't. I can feel. Can y'all feel him in here? I'm going to tell you, I can, I'm, it ain't no air conditioning. I can feel wind in here. The Lord's so happy. He's laughing right now at all your brains. When he came, they praised him. Oh, that's awesome. 
because that's where we're going. But we got to get free of it. We got to get free of the formula so that we can recognize when he comes and when he's there. Then we will start shouting. So a bunch of paralyzed folks. <laughs> I'm just saying, they're blind and they're lame, and they're paralyzed. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? I just don't see anything anymore. My walk's just crooked. One day, you know. Because they're waiting on the moving of the water. It always happened. It would happen. But there's about to be a change here. I never did see this until the Lord, because it's time, the Lord gave me this. He said, all right, I want you to go back to John 5. You didn't see something until this moment because this is coming to the body of Christ. He said, nothing's wrong with the pool. There's nothing wrong with the angel coming. It's just now is there's a new era. There's a new era that's coming that we've never been to before. I love it. I want to get delivered my formula. It's, it's, it's yucky. It's, and the more I see it, the bad, bad taste. I don't want to eat of that stuff anymore. So in these they lay paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel, say for an angel. For an angel went down at certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. So you can imagine this thing would go on. So you do kind of get used to it happening a certain way. So that meant, that's why I said it's not like it was bad, but God knows humanity. He, humanity gets, if you get into a formula and that be part of the foundation of your life, you're going to be, you, it's going to make you sick. And you could be crippled not because you're sick with a disease. You could be crippled because your mind is thinking it's got to happen a certain way and you actually miss your visitation when it comes by. So an angel would come down, and we've done that. We've had angels that would come, and they'd stir up everything, and, man, let's, you know, pray, and, and, and man, that's been great. And the atmosphere changes, you know, because an angel, a preacher, or apostle, or whatever, would come, and he would, he'd come down from the dimension of, of the kingdom. He would have been in those places, in heavenly places with God, praying for the body of Christ, and he would come from that place and stir up the waters. And people knew when the presence of God would come, and then they would jump in the pool. Right? It's, that's the way it's worked for a long time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But there's a new thing coming. God's allowed that to get us to a place to where we can get free of that formulated thinking, and now we're going to walk maturely with Jesus Christ. We're going to be able to actually be the movement Okay, so watch what happens here. It says, 
came down to stir the water, and whoever disease uh, was made well of whatever disease they had. And, said, and so it says, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity there at 38 years. Now, can you imagine 38 years? I mean, let's just, say, let's just say the man had been laying there for 38 years, you know, had been around that for 38 years. And I'm sure his mind is already set. This is the way it goes. And so I've got, you know, I've got to try to get it when it's there. I, in other words, you've got to jump in the anointing while it's here. If you don't, you're going to miss, you know, all that stuff. And so he's, he's kind of trained in this stuff, right? right? Yep. And he knows how it works. He's a spiritual man. But he's, he's gotten crippled. He's crippled. And so Jesus comes in there, and it says, When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time. Jesus saw him lying there, knew he'd been in that condition, say condition. So he was lying there and, and actually just thinking, Man, this man doesn't even know that he can get up. He's been lying there, and he's been in this condition the whole time. He doesn't even know he can get up. Wow. How do I know that? Because he's about to tell him a question. He's about to ask him a question. Do you want to be well, made well? In other words, do you want to decide to get up? Do you want to take hold of the life that I've given you? Or do you want to stay in this era of waiting on an event? He picks out the very one that is the master of the spirit realm. Knows how it all works. But you can know how it all works and you still get in a formula. I know, I'm the first, I'm this man. This is what he's been doing to me. If I'm not, if I wasn't careful, if God didn't come to me like this man, I would have been crippled. Would I have been staying there? Yes, and doing the same old thing. But I, I, for some dumb reason, I was asking God, I don't want to stay in ruts. I don't want to stay in one realm. I want to be able to shift and change when you change. I want to be able to walk when you walk. And he took me up on it. And so he goes up to him. He says, hey, uh, do you want to be made well? Now, you got to remember, this is a, a carpenter asking him this. So he says, do you want to be made well? And so the man's kind of freaking out, you know, and it says, uh, the sick man answered and said, um, sir, I have no. How many of us relied on somebody else healing us? How many of us relied on certain things? Certain things got to happen. Man's got to get me there. You know, I got to go to so and so and get this. I got to go so and so and get that. And man, if that works, and then I'll be, I'll get set and I'll be ready to go. And you know, are you with me? So he he tells him. He tells him a true story. He's telling him. He's being honest. Well, I have no man to put me in the pool. And besides, when the pool stirred, you know, somebody else jumps out in front of me and, and I can't even get there. Man, the man could have rolled. He could have rolled over people. Y'all ever been so formulated that you don't even try? 
Oh, come on. You get so formulated. I ain't going up there because it ain't working. It ain't the way I saw it. And, you know. And, uh, so he says it. He, he tells him, sir, I have, he doesn't even know if it's God. He don't even know that's God. Hmm. He's not knowing that it's God that's actually trying to shift him. So he's offending him. Get ready. That's your next point. You're going to get offended. He's offending him. Gospel's offensive, isn't it? So I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred up. Well, while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Y'all have done that? Well, I didn't get prayed for. That's because you weren't supposed to, so you could just walk toward Jesus. You were one of the chosen ones to actually believe in Jesus instead of the man. Oh, man. Oh, man. You don't realize the ones that get skipped are the chosen ones. You're more mature than you think you are, and you can, you can actually get up and do it. But he doesn't know that. He doesn't know the power that he's carrying. He doesn't know that he's been made in, in the image of God. He's relied on what man's taught him. Hmm. So the sick man answered, I nobody put in this. Water stood up, but while I'm coming, another step down. And Jesus said to him, uh, get up. In other words, won't you, you ever thought about just making a decision? Based on what I say instead of your formulated way? You ever thought about that? You ever thought about that? Won't you just get up? Take this old nasty thing you've been laying on for 38 years, this old mentality. Get that thing underneath your arms. Get up and let's, let's go. You've never had to wait for an angel. You've never had to wait for an event. I am your event. I'm here to reflect you. Because you're only seeing formulas, so I'm going to stand here until you see that you're like me. Because if you see any other way, you're going to stay crippled for the rest of your life. Well, I'm just not going to have a... You're looking in the wrong mirror. You're looking in a mirror that has been programmed in your brain to keep you crippled. There's a shift going on in this man's mind. So this man is actually looking at Jesus, and he's seeing that Jesus is actually believing that he can get up. He, already, he can see that Jesus is actually meaning it. So he's actually believing that Jesus is meaning what he's saying, which tells him that he has the power to be able to walk. 
which makes him make his own independent decision and the power of God starts to flow in this body, he just gets up. Freaks the whole system out. Because I would love to be the, I'd love to be the guy, I'd love to be uh, John, you know, this stuff happening. Because can you imagine, this man knows everybody else that's real spiritual and, or, and everybody else has been sick. But they're watching a man look at someone else that tells him to get up. And they're watching this happen. And this man gets up on his own by his belief in what Jesus is telling him. And he's been there for 38 years. Can you imagine the pandemonium? Can you imagine how many people probably got up? Oh, Lord. See, what happens if we ever start walking like this, man, everybody else is going to be watching you, and it's going to trigger a domino effect. Well, what did you go into? What, well, how did the Lord orchestrate? I, I don't know. I just got up. I, I started walking in what I thought I could walk in. Because uh, the Lord says in the Bible that you, we can do that. Uh, I, just, I just believed it. Well, who commissioned you? Uh, I don't really know. I just I heard this voice and it said I can do this stuff. And I just made the decision to believe that voice and go for it. Nobody laying hands on you? No. Did you feel anything? Not a thing. As a matter of fact, I was manifesting the whole time. Uh, because all my life I've been waiting on an event, and then God told me to do it something completely different. I, I just spit and sputtered and got mad and, and did it anyway, and here I am. Because if we don't have a mature body of Christ, we're going to be led into t all these other weird mystical angels and all this stuff that people were saying. Roller coasters in heaven. Uh, my God. It's time to tell the truth. It's time to walk in it. It's time to be a mature person. Because, I mean, even the elite could be tripped up in these coming days. They're already being tripped up. And if we don't get free of this stuff, we're going to find ourselves in the enemy's camp. Mystic realms instead of the kingdom. This guy gets up, guys. He decides, huh, I'm going to believe that carpenter. Because a man gets up because he's not looking at Jesus like, oh, there's God, Hallelujah. No, he's looking at a man, a man that believes that he can get up. A man. <laughs> Let's keep reading before we throw up. So he says, rise, take up your bed and walk. So the man go, okay. And immediately, 
The man was man was made well. Of course he was. He's getting up. He took his bed and he walked. He what? He walked. That's what Jesus is wanting us to do. You start becoming the event because he starts becoming an event. Because watch later on. He starts messing up the whole gamut of the way system is supposed to work just by his walk. Because he comes out of there, it's the Sabbath. In other words, you got to do things certain ways. Y'all, y'all ever been taught? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, how many of you have been taught you've got to walk in the spirit of a certain way? If it's not that way, it's wrong. But then the Holy Spirit will show you a way he's wanting to walk, and it's not lining up with the bank. And so you go crippled. Right? I used to think that I'd be like Benny Hinn one day. You know, I started thinking that, you know, and it was good for a season, you know. You know, touch. You know? And all of that stuff. I mean, I, I had it down, buddy. Hallelujah. I know everything. I, I mean, I had all that stuff down. And the Lord finally said, what are you doing? Because I thought that was the way you did stuff. Oh, come on, guys. Y'all got to laugh with me because you know you like that sometimes. If I could just pray like Heidi Baker, oh, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm, I'm serious. You always try to, enemy always try to put an image in front of you that is not your image in, in, in God's mind, and then it formulates you, and you stay in bondage, and you don't even realize it. You think you're walking with him. <laughs> you know, and you're not even close. <laughs> it's your fault. You asked me here. <laughs> so he starts to walk. Say so he starts to walk. So he took up his bed and walked. And, on, and that day was the what? Formula. That was the formula day. That was the big day where everything had to work accordingly. And his walk disrupts even a system. Can you imagine if one of us started walk, really walking like him? It would bring out demons. They would come to you. How did you get out of that? You're not supposed to walk that way. You're supposed to. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that no more. Well, how are you going to pray? I don't know. I'll just say, Jesus, come, whatever. Well, aren't you going to enter in and all that stuff? Nope, not doing that no more. That just killed me. I'm going I'm to do what the Holy Ghost tells me to do, and I'm going to do what the voice tells me to do. And, well, that's not right. You can't do it like that. you got to do it like everybody. See, everybody else is the system. That is the system. It's man's system. But we're about to break it. <laughs> Here comes a demon. So it says, Then the, the Jews therefore said to him, like, like, It came out of woodwork. 
Isn't that funny how demons would come out of the woodwork uh, that sound like God? Have y'all ever gotten really free and then you, you know I mean, you're just so free and you start walking in power and then a, a, a religious spirit that sounds just like the Lord, well, I'm not sure if that was really the Lord or not. I'm, you, know, I'm, you know, I don't feel it anymore. Well, it's because you don't go to by feeling no more. You just go by decision. Help me get out of here alive, Lord. And they said, the Jews therefore said to him who was cured, it is the, what? It's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to care. You can't walk like that. The man is healed. And they're still going, you can't walk like that. Go back to that pool and get crippled. You're not walking the way we've taught you. It's because Jesus came and taught him. Are you with me? And he's saying it's the Sabbath. You know, and they manifest and spitting up all kinds of stuff. And I love this guy. And he answers him. Well, uh, <clears throat> the guy that made me well said to just, you know, take up your... He told me to make a decision, and so I, yeah, it was his fault. He's the one who told me to get up, and so I just took up my bed and walked. When this religious thing starts to hit you again, you just tell them, uh, I think I'm going to do what Jesus tells me to do. I'm no longer going to have that the vent stuff in my head of how things should be mold and how things should go in my life, then that will be God. As a matter of fact, I, I'm going to throw all that out. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to eat the meat. Now, I got a little bit of meat out of there, but I'm going to spit out all those bones. And I'm going to shift to this new thing. I'm going to shift to the way Jesus wants me to walk, not like you want to walk, not like he wants to walk. I want to walk like Jesus told me to walk, and I don't care what the system says. This system. Because you can't blame it on the system out there. Well, I went to this church and that. No, it was your fault for believing it. Because you know good and well when some, a system tries to round, get in your brain, the Holy Spirit has sometimes nudged you. Mm-mm. And you're like, well, it's, it's the Lord. And you override your own conscience, don't you? Okay. It's, the battle's been in here. It's always been in here. So what he is basically trying to teach us is that I am going to do this within you. The pool that you've been used to, their favorite pool that has been in you, is about to dry up because you're about to leave it. You're not going to need stirrings of the water anymore. You're not going to need all of the feeling. Even though those are good, but man, I'm going to tell you what. What's on this other side is awesome. 
Because this man now is walking in true authority. He is no longer codependent. He is independent with God. He is his own man walking with God. See, God wants that. He wants you to be your own king. He wants you to be a Lord. Oh, gosh. That's what's happening to this man. He says, uh... He made me well, told me to take up my bed and walk. And I don't know who he was. He didn't even know if he was. That's going to happen. You're going to go, I don't even know if this is God. Because it's going to be so new. Because you've never been here before. But I guarantee you, if you start trusting again, and you're going, okay, I'm going to throw up for a while, but I'm going to trust this. I'm going. He will find you. He will appear to you. He will come to you and go, good. That was good. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You believed in me instead of your event thinking. <laughs> then they asked him, who is this man who said to you, take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed, <laughs> he didn't know who it was. Now there's a... He did, he, oh, God. Prophetically, see, sometimes there's, a, there's an attribute of Jesus we had not tasted yet because we, we, we've been in a, a certain move because and it and it's gotten us and it's been great, but the way God is and He understands us, we've almost put it as a God. We've almost made the movements of God God instead of God being our God. Does that make sense? And so and he didn't even know who he was, but my gosh, he'd been sitting there looking at angel, an angel coming down and watching him come down. But but when the Lord showed up. It's not that that was bad. It's not that that was bad. That was godly. But he got into formulation. He got to thinking that it's got to happen a certain way. So he can't see Jesus, but he is so miserable in the state that he's in that he chooses to believe the voice. And see, that's where we are now. We've got, you know, all this is great, but man, we're still, I still have me. I'm miserable. There's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than angels and, and, and all that. There's got to be more than that. And, he's got, he's, and that's gotten us there. It's getting us to where we're so miserable. All right, Lord, I'm going to listen. Whatever you say, I'm going to do. I don't care if I feel it or not. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go. So he's allowed all of that for a certain purpose, and that's actually to get you shifted into this next place that he's walking us into. Mature in Christ. I love it. I mean, 
you, I, I've seen that now that y'all ever, when God speaks to you, you know, you start seeing all kinds of scripture. What time is it? Oh man, I can just, I can talk all night now. Is this helping you? Is this helping you? I, I hope it is. Woman with issue of blood. She goes to all these physicians. And I used to preach, you know, it's the physician's fault and all this stuff that, you know, different ministries, blah, blah, blah. And the Lord said, man, you've been wrong the whole time. I said, well, what's wrong? He said, the woman was in formulation mode. The ministries, the physicians were okay. But she was going to all these physicians. The physicians were anointed. The physicians knew what to do. But if you're in formulation mode, you'll never get healed by anointed physician whether you like it or not. So she constantly bled because she's thinking, if I'll go to this place, I'll get this. If I'll go to this place, I'll get that. And it wasn't working because she was thinking events, certain ways of the way God's got to heal her, and it never works. She'll bleed to death. So she still had her issues. Oh. How many of you guys have been all through all the types of physicians, and you're still, you still have your miserable self? And you're going, well, it's just not working. I went to so-and-so. And I, well, they must be false. Right? No, they ain't false. You're false. You're thinking, you're thinking wrong. And so she finally gets desperate. And she goes, well, I heard about this Jesus. so I'll just go grab him. I, you know, uh, it's, it sounds, you know, we look at that, those scriptures and I think it's, it's Mark 5. Well, John 5, Mark 5, that's pretty cool. But we look at her as though, man, that was wonderful. She fought through the crowd, put on his silk, you know, and turned around. Who touched me? Come on, you, right? We think of that way, the romantic, eventful way. Oh, that was so beautiful. Man, that wasn't no beautiful. That was miserable. I mean... Stinky people. I mean, yeah. her events, the way God was supposed to heal her, didn't work because she's thinking the wrong way. God's always wanted to heal the mind. He's always wanted to get our mind back. Bob used to say, "I lost my marbles in the garden." But God's going to give them back. This is a certain marble we're about to find. We're this like this woman. We're like this woman. We still have us. It's because we're still thinking formulation, events. And you're constantly going to a physician. How would you like to no longer go to physicians? How'd you like to be one? And you get them walking. Because you're in this next dimension with Jesus. 
her deliverance of her formulation made God the anointing flow. Did y'all get that one? Okay. And it caused God to turn. thinking like everybody else somebody's not thinking somebody's different because it's drawing stuff from heaven she, whoever tugged on me has no boundaries and her blood just sucked up and her and God had a little Jesus moment Christians are about to be freed because he's coming to our house first he wants us to get up and be an army army of God we're about to see some of the greatest salvations we've ever seen in the world and it's not going to be like what we think it's going to be weird it is it's going to be weird we don't even be able to we won't even be able to make money on it Did my silent voice just talk? <laughs> You're the body of Christ. You're the man. You are his image. You've been crippled. You can get up now. If you've been bleeding of issues, you're free now. Because the way you've been thinking has caused you to make you bleed. It can all end tonight. And begin I'm telling you, this is the day the Lord hath made. We're about to get so glad. Because we're going to find out who he is, and you're going to find out who you are. You're going to be the pool. You're going to be carrying it wherever you go. Demons will come out of the woodwork. And, they, and when they do, it only confirms that you're walking in it. Yes. He didn't rebuke them. He just told them, uh, I just listed the voice. He didn't even have to rebuke them. His spirit, that power was already drawing them out into the light. Yes. 
They were showing their themselves <laughs> so badly. We won't have to look for them. They'll come out because his, his bride's about to be free. Does this make sense? All right, I just want to do something before we leave. Anybody that you know in this room where you feel like you're crippled, just like this man, or you've had all these issues and now you can see it, you have felt something pop in your brain or something has shifted in your mind, I want you to stand up. I want you to come up here. I just want you to come up here. Even if you're a leader or anything and you see Jesus completely different now, and you know that you've had a shift. I just want you to pop up here real quick. Come on up. Isn't God weird? Isn't he weird? Man, this totally takes away a lot of stuff, doesn't it? Man, I, I like it because I had too much stuff, too much spiritual stuff, the way things would work. It was more bondage to me. I'm getting more freer. I'm freer now. I'm, I, the more I talk about it, the more I get delivered. I seem different. Darren, did you really feel the shift? Why don't you come up here then? You saw it. You could feel it. Huh? You've been talking about it. Okay. Good. How many of you feel like you got joy in your brain? It's weird, isn't it? You can't even describe it. You can't describe it. You can't even write a book about it. It's just, it's just, it's a strange thing. Hmm. Fallon, won't you come up here if you can? You felt the shift? Why don't you come up here for, with me for a minute? I feel like while we've been here, we, we, we actually, what you're feeling is deliverance. You really are. You're feeling major deliverance to free to deliver you into a dimension he's delivering you into something that's the way he takes away something he puts you in something and that which is, has been controlling you can no longer walk with you anymore so what he's about to do he's about to confirm you he's going to pour fresh oil on your head while we're here and you're going to have a different
type of walk, I can guarantee you, you will be weird. You <laughs> old doors will shut down in you, but new doors will open up yes. in you. And then you're going to be able to see doors that it will open up geographically for you. Favor. I mean, it's major. Here's what I want Darren and I want Fallon to do. Because the anointing, I can feel it. It's in, a, in this room. It's just awesome. And I mean anointing. And it's here to actually affirm you. He's already sent the anointing to break it through while we've been sitting together. But there's an anointing here now to affirm you, to give you fresh oil. Okay? And so what I want you to do, Darren, if you don't mind, I would like for you to go ahead and just, I want you to just lay your oily hands on all the men here. All right? And speak whatever, I don't care if you go blah, if something comes out. If something comes out, do it. But all, all I want him to do is I want him to do what Jesus tells you to do. I just I just want you to go along. I want you to start laying hands on them. What if God tells you something great? If he doesn't, just lay the hands on them, affirm them. And then Fallon, I want you to do the same thing. I want you to go around these women. I just want you to lay hands on them. And if you do the blood or whatever, do it. But what God's going to do, he's going to seal you for service tonight. Now, that doesn't just mean ministry. It actually means for your walk and your service with Jesus. Do you understand? There's been a transformation that's happened tonight. The renewing of our mind in a certain area. 